Khrushchev, today on your right, you have your right-hand man, K. Kanan down here. Yeah. Who's also known as Frankie. No, la, Frank. <laughs> Where does this Frank come from, Mr. Kanan? Before that, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thank you. the hot seat. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. All right, all right. So where does this Frank come about? Well, this Frank came about in the year 2000. I decided to change this name. Uh, Is it because you watched Frank Lampard or what? No, because uh, when I was young, I, I worked uh, during my school holidays. I worked in ANW and then I didn't want to put my name Kanan because I work with a lot of Muslim guys, so they would like to tease Kiri you. Kanan, yeah, kind tease of you, Kiri oh, Kanan. Okay, so okay. <laughs> I started to use the word Frank. Okay. So from young, uh, during my working time, yeah. part time, I had the name Frank. And when I went to play Changi United as a young boy, all the boys, they only call me Frank. They don't call me Kanan. But you're more of a David than Frank to me, you know? Why is that so? Right? I don't know. Frank just doesn't suit you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyways, we have uh, K. Kanan here on the podcast today. And we, we want to speak about things of the past and what he is doing now and things like that. You know, I, I, I've read about articles. I've never seen you play on, on TV before. Because I couldn't afford it back then. It was in the 80s and I'm probably too young for this. Not that you're a I've, Singapore hater. That too. Okay. In a way. No la, I mean <laughs> <laughs> I mean I was a kid You know I was reading uh, At that point in time They brought back Brita Harian So I was reading Singapore this Singapore that At that time It was semi-pro right Oh yes It was uh, No it was just Called Premier League Really It was a Premier League Not Singapore pre- Premier League But those I days mean, were, I mean when you were Playing in the Malaysia Cup Yeah semi-pro Semi-pro league right yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, w- how did it all come about, man? How so when, when we started out and things like that? Why do you choose soccer in the first place? It's called football. Oh, football here. Yeah, Sorry, football. I'm, I'm Americanized. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> why did you... Uh, I didn't get it. Uh, no. yeah. why, f- why football is your choice of sport? Growing up. Honestly, if you really ask me, uh, boxing is my favourite sport. I used to uh, watch all the live boxing. Uh, even during school days, uh, I actually ran off one of my classes just to watch live. Uh, I think Mohammad Ali was fighting mm-hmm. and that was a maths class. So I'm actually really into boxing. But soccer is just that, you know, when you're free, you play in school, the basketball court and all that. So the enthusiasm just goes. Uh. So you never pursue that boxing thing? Uh, no, my brothers, my, I mean, my one of my brothers is in, he went on to be a national boxer. Uh, the other two was only uh, police or safsa boxers. Mm. Not me, uh, I am not into that. Can I ask your brother for the next podcast? No? <laughs> <laughs> we need a boxer now. <laughs> so yeah, so you started as, uh, at what age actually do you start playing playing football? Very young, I was very crazy, la, you know, uh, I after school sometime below the block there are neighbors mm. in Marine Parade you play down the block. Oh, you were from Marine Parade. Yes, and uh, usually after school I don't go back home. We have a basketball court mm. where last time they have the kind of plastic ball, you know, nice plastic ball. Is it the a block ye- six? The yellow color, green color yeah, plastic ball. Yeah, that plastic ball where See, I know because I played. It's, no. it's very nice, and then <laughs> so usually after 
school about an hour you just kick about and then you go back home where were you playing in membrane i was from membrane man i live in block 32 where that's ah, near my house i live yeah i know exactly where that is right next to the expressway and yet you that's never right. watch him play at the stadium right, ah yeah. i couldn't afford it i told you man <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right it was very close to the beach yeah, yeah. you can go through the tunnel and oh it's such a nice place to stay at. beautiful place yeah crossover and that's part way there true yeah true and what was your first club that you played for in singapore first club is actually uh, changi united lah i was spotted during school and maybe some of my friends who are close to changi introduced me to this club that time uh, you can't even uh, afford a pair of boots Mm. So the club is the time those the first boots was I think uh, Adidas La Plata. So they offered me to give it to me to join the club, and uh, from there, yeah. I so you joined the club because you want the boot? Uh, <laughs> no, not really. I joined the club because I have a few friends there, okay. and I love football, and then these guys. Uh, They were humble enough to invite me. I was a young boy, and then playing among uh, some very old guys. The the guys could be something like thirty years old, twenty five years old, twenty uh, two years old. Whereas I'm about sixteen. But when you first started out, who was your hero then back then that you look up to that makes you want to play football? Uh, well, young time you watch. I mean English league and uh, mm. World Cup and all that. So there were no only uh, specific uh, players that I look up to, lah. Mm. Of course, I watch our Singapore national team those days, those Kalangro and all that. Yes, I, I I do watch all that. English club, who do you support? I don't have a particular club. I I just like to watch. You're just trying to be politically correct, right? <laughs> <laughs> and not offend some uh, people here. And <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I, I mean, if you if you want me to be quite honest, <laughs> uh. actually, I have a small liking for Manchester United Football Club mm. because I have a reason, a reason that uh, when I joined Checkpoint, my boss brought me to Old Trafford to watch wow. the game. Whoa! Where really, yeah. I was not a United supporter, so he brought me there, mm. and that's all. That's how it started, lah. Maybe I have a small soft spot for soft them. Soft spot right? for yeah. them. That's right. So the thing is, uh, I've seen you uh, in articles and all that, and you were a deadly striker. So uh, you played for Singapore probably about what, 1980? Yes, 1980. Uh, 18 years old. Uh, in December, I was called up by the then national coach Chita to be Chita in the Singh, national yeah. team. Yeah, I was a young boy. And you played all the way until like what eighty four and and then you went to KL. I retired nineteen ninety two for the national team. Okay. And no, but you were you were you were playing for Singapore and 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 in eighty four eighty five you actually went to KL, right? Yeah. Actually, the KL thing is a is a very interesting thing. It was it was not uh, KL who offered me or anything. It was actually this this so called uh, club called Checkpoint. Checkpoint was a credit card company, and uh, today I actually must thank our former star veteran player Samad Alabiche. He mm. was the one who who told me that this Checkpoint boss, Mr. Stevensia, wanted to form a professional team for the Dunhill League. 
Ah, yeah, that's what it's called then. Yeah. Ah, uh, it was it was a Daniel Lick. So he said, "Do you want to uh, be part of this program and everything?" But he said, "You can't stay in Singapore. You have to go and live there and play for the club." So I thought it was a good thing. I I decided that maybe I could move up. And you were there with actually Malik, Awab, and Faniama, right? They did not come until 1986. I was playing there earlier 85, but before me, uh, I think Padma and Surya already went to uh, Malaysia to start their professional football. I think they were the very first. So what's the difference in like playing for KL and playing in Singapore? What's the difference? A lot of difference. They yeah, treat you well. Sorry, they treat you well. Very well, very well, and then uh, three cars and two houses. No, <laughs> my mayor, uh, Pansri Ilyasoma, was a, was not only a fatherly figure; he was a very fair man. You know, mm. he not a racist or anything like that. He's, he's a very good man, and uh, yeah. And the difference is, whenever you play in the national stadium, there's a lot of pressure. If you are good, you feel very, very good. But when certain days you are not up to it, ah, the fans can be up to you, lah. So it's quite. This is uh, the the question that I've always wanted to ask professional footballers, ah. And uh, we had Alexander Durich on the last podcast. So the thing is, I'm always putting myself in the footballer's position. Like you are, I mean, National Stadium at that point of time, easily fifty-five, sixty thousand. Yeah, more than sixty-five thousand. Yeah, things like that. So if you are in that stadium, right? Can you imagine that sound that's all over you and 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 this roar they call it the kalang roar lah or, or whatever and then when they when that corner happens or something like that and mm. then the stamping of feet and then, do you get jitters or not do you get nervous or or, or some footballers they just say that you know um, no I'm totally focused on the game and I totally ignore that sound if it's me I I'm I'm not able to do that. How how's you playing for that and and the atmosphere that's around you? Let's say the first time, like the first time you first time you play for Singapore, you walk into that stadium. What was going through your mind? If you ask me, the first time I walked into the stadium as a national player was in 1981, where I got only maybe 10 minute, 15 minute. Of course, you got goosebumps and all that, mm. but yeah, as a young boy, uh, you know your national coach is always supportive of you. It was if anybody say they are not nervous, they're not jittery. I don't believe. Her. I mean, mm. you surely are, lah. But but when you are young, uh, maybe you don't feel the same thing like you were twenty five or twenty two or twenty three when you're very experienced already. So maybe young you don't feel that much. But then again, you still will feel the yeah the nervousness and everything. You yeah. have a pre match ritual, like you go on the pitch. Eat the grass or smear the soil on your forehead. Uh, I, I, no. I, 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 <laughs> I, no, I, I don't have all that. I, everything is hard work, lah. If you mm. if you train well, you mentally and physically uh, fit for the game. Like you know, lah, footballers live a very uh, most of them. I say nearly all of them live a very disciplined life. You know, if the game is the next day, then you sleep nine ten o'clock. Mm. You eat. The way you eat and all, you have to be very careful. So, so I think if you are fit, if you are mentally all good, I don't think you should worry when you go 
and play the game in the stadium. How tell it? Why didn't? Why aren't you a soccer player? Under block only. <laughs> and at Marine Parade block six, the basketball court. Remember and that? The, basketball and the police court chase you out and all. Uh. Yep, those things. <laughs> but in any case, okay. Let's just uh, let's go to uh, whatever happened in 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 your footballing life. Um, in 1994, there was this incident, whereas obviously, um, I mean, there's this bribery scandal and things like that. And how do you, how does this actually happen? And 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 can you maybe describe the incident a little bit? Actually, after uh, when I retired from uh, national team 92, I went on to join my boss, Mr. Ong Keng Hock. He was a great man. He was a he was a wonderful guy. He brought me to insurance. Yeah. So, in 1992 to 1993, I did very very well insurance. I think the first year, they they had the ta what what uh, award for the the one where you hit certain target and all that. So, in insurance, you would like to know as many people as possible, whether good, bad, ugly, you you still have to, you know, push yourself. So, I mean, came across uh, in this betting world. I'll be honest, I mean, uh, we all like to have these small bets and all True, that. Yeah. And, and my boss, he, he is a nice guy, he loves to bet. There's nothing wrong for us to have any football betting, whether it's, it's English league or what, we just bet for fun because we don't want to see yep. just like that. So... That's where uh, there was a friend of mine uh, who who introduced me this guy. He was he was a known guy like in the in the in the Singapore betting world. So I, I knew who was he. But whenever he told me to go and see him, I, I didn't yeah. I did not like, because why go to somebody when you know they are not in this kind of straight path and all that. But after two three time, uh, my friend. I don't know how he coaxed me and say he he wants to see you. Maybe he has a insurance. He has a manpower business where you can actually uh, take insurance for all the workers and all that. So maybe I I, I maybe I fall for that. I and uh, I thought okay, let's go and see him. So from seeing from insurance, it went to other topic. Yeah. Mm. So. I guess that's how it all started and I know the end result but I made a mistake like I, I I should have refrained from things that I shouldn't get involved but then naive I call it naive and you know you you know this is not right and you got involved so I paid the price I just wanted to move on with life that's all. but just to be clear this is after you retire from professional yes, football, right? Way after I retired from okay. uh, from all my playing days, yeah. Mm-hmm. You see, the thing is why I ask you this, because from the reports that we've read in the 90s and all that, right, it shows one side of the story. 
Nobody's spoken to you before. Nobody's like, you know, uh, okay, what is, what's the real story when it comes to this? Let's get Kanan's view when it comes to this. There's not much that, that uh, from our research and from the days that I grew up and all it's that. It's basically the same thing, re- regurgitating over and over again. So, yeah, that's why I, I wanted to know from your side of the story and at least you cleared that part out. That's, that's the main reason why I asked the question. Yeah, yeah. And from the time that you were caught yeah. and convicted, how long was it, the process? I think I went through uh, 14 months. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, I believe in 1995, I was released. So it's quite quick. So it's about 90, a year, 96, a year plus. 96, I think. And I remember... 97. 97. Oh, okay. yeah, I'm not... And the thing is, um, like what I mentioned, it's, it's quite a quick trial, is what you might, we want to put it. But from what I remember, I think there's a recent um, scandal or whatever you call it within the FAS where I think Zainuddin was caught in the... Yeah, I think it was in 2017 until now. There's no no news about it. So About what? The outcome of the, of the scandal. Okay. Yeah. So for him, it's a year, a year plus. Oh, there's a recent scandal, is it? 2017, yeah. Zainuddin Nordin. Yep. Oh, okay. I think it's been about four years, uh, and there's no news, nothing. So okay, but that's uh, probably investigation and things like that. Yeah, long investigation. Yeah, yeah. But what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Let's say uh, ninety-five uh, things happened. Okay, fine. And you were uh, out of it, and things like that. You went to prison, and you were released. And so, what have you did? What have you been doing till now, man? One. Mike's dead, dead, dead. Uh, well, after after all that, I I went to many other uh, businesses. I didn't work for anybody. Yeah. Mm, I did transport business, and uh, and I also went on to uh, work for a company, trophy business. So after working for three months. Uh, the, the, the company was doing very well. I could see the remuneration, the profits. I was thinking, why don't I, I go on and do it on my own? So I think in 2003, I, I left the company. I started to do my own trophy business. So I was doing good. Lah. I mean, I'm happy. Uh, this is something I love. I get to meet uh, sports people. They no one will ever you know talk about the past or anything so i love this job until the covid came so well, we see a pattern here and there's always that covid issue that comes uh, along. Uh, 2020 uh, trophy business was really down i think even a small entrepreneur like me is suffering i don't know i don't know how the those big big players are so are you still going on with this business or, or you just put on hold I for a while? also, in 2018, but before that, I also branched out 2018 to a cleaning business. So I'm glad that I, I had the cleaning business because it was very useful during the COVID time. And I am at the moment continuing with cleaning business. But... After your sentence, yeah. was it hard for you to get on your feet back again? Uh, 
yeah i mean uh, you will definitely feel uh, a little bit embarrassed about what had happened so you would rather there's one thing that you will be ahead of everybody is if you can do your own business if you are doing your own thing you are the boss you don't report to anybody so that's how i built my confidence and came back came up to life today i'm i'm very happy with what i am the thing is uh, kanan um you were actually um acquitted fine and you went to prison you served your time and you were actually banned from playing recreational football and competitive football so describe the ban please i to me it was very hurting uh i i know about the fas ban i know they said it's a life ban but i didn't know that you can't play socially because I clearly know my lawyers before have already told me your ban it involves anything got to do with FAS FAS competition FAS organization anything got to do where when they are affiliated to FAS you are not allowed to participate I clearly know the place I play has got nothing to do with FAS no association whatsoever no association okay. with FAS whether i i referee uh, a 11 aside social game where two teams is playing or and when they say coaching was actually i'm coaching all these veteran boys who is in my club that is actually not coaching but you know my convener like to make me uh, organize the word is more organized coaching i don't think i nev- i yes we went for tournament uh, overseas in malaysia and all that i took the indian association but we were never affiliated and uh, whenever it involves overseas uh, malaysia or anywhere i have a letter from fifa that states that i'm not banned overseas only here in singapore so this ban thing is it's really hurting because i have experienced this sometime in club when i go uh, the opponent will tell us, my friend said If you don't mind, uh, don't ask Kanan to play, lah. You know why not? Yeah, they feel they are affiliated. They feel they will get into trouble with the FA. I see. Okay. So when I mean, they tell me, they tell my friend very politely. For, for, for example, although I'm a coach the team, I can I'm also a player. So, but they will tell somebody who is a member of that club uh, to say, uh, just tell Kanan uh, for today, don't play. So basically, they don't have the balls to tell you directly. Uh. Uh, I mean, they were very polite, lah. They're not the, the word is not no balls. <laughs> Maybe they were very polite, lah. So honestly, when this happened, I it, it it hurts. It hurts you. It hurts you because why why this? You know, I just wanna. I'm I'm already you know forty plus the time forty plus fifty. Why must they do this to me? I I, I just want to. Play recreationally. I don't want to coach. I don't want to manage. So, so like what you mentioned, this Indian association has no affiliation with FAS, yeah. correct? So let's just say I pose this hypothetical question. I mean, scenario to you, lah. Sure. Okay. Let's say this office is mine, and Jose is renting it from me. I mean, I just like to mention his name, lah. He got nothing to do in this scenario, actually. So, um, let's say I have a lot of balls. You have a lot of balls here. Yeah. So I take one of my balls and I throw it to you, and you juggle one of my balls. Is that considered you breaking that law, 
of FAS. <laughs> That's uh, no, I, I I I don't think they are so. <laughs> I mean, so because stupid. they say that you can't play at all. More, I mean, live band you can't play at all, what? right? So if I just throw a ball to you and you just juggle one time, two time, will they come after you? No, of course they cannot. You like they say if you I'm playing in the you play in the beach, you you play in the basketball court. All of course that those things are out of the question. Nah. if that also they come, there cannot be a more stupid organization than them. But I don't know. think they will. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they will do such a thing. Ah. Why I'm asking is I don't understand this. You actually okay. Wait, they actually. Totally ban you from all activities, but then the thing is, this is out of the context, right? You have served your time, and you are actually—I I don't know about the the the, the stipulations of the ban, eh? but the thing is, you are playing Sunday football, and that's okay to play Sunday football. No, uh, when you join my the association, Indian Association, we play every Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah. So sometimes uh, the club has tournament where we go. We form this respective tournament, yeah. Royal Selangor Club, uh, uh, International Masters, which is all not affiliated either to their government body or FAS. Yeah. So it's just a purely social veteran forming uh, individuals uh, decide to get group of veteran people to play like that. Mm. So it's got nothing to do with FA, it is not sanctioned. Even those social game in uh, IA that we play, we we take only moonlighting referee. We don't take FAS referee. Mm, okay. So my question next is: FIFA is bigger than FAS. Am I right? Yes. Yes. So can FIFA overrule that life ban? I. Or do I, you know? I, I, I can't possible? answer to this because <laughs> I, I'm not in. FIFA, but I I know uh, FIFA. Uh, my former lawyers have sent the letter to mm. FIFA, and uh, they told me they your name is not in the list of FIFA ban. That's what they told me. Oh, I, oh, I have the proof of that. Mm. That's interesting. Man. I have the proof of the letter, which is which is with me all the while. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is why, whenever I go for overseas tournament in Malaysia, or you bring India, the letter in case they <laughs> they you know when we win the tournament they say. Uh, uh, you know, your band player, you're not supposed to play. Mm. I have the letter ready for me, so that's why. As far as FIFA is concerned, I'm not banned. Only locally, they made a live band for me. Ha- has that happened before? Have you ever won a tournament overseas and someone said, "Hey, look, this is unfair, man. You've got Kanan on your team," and then you stood the letter? I tell you, believe you me, every country you go socially, they. Welcome you, and they they make you feel so good, so nice. Never of the talk that hey, this guy is a band player. Hey, this guy is this. No. You see, the thing is that uh, even a criminal gets a second chance, and they have all this yellow ribbon thing. You know, it's like getting a life ban is like a death sentence. Okay. Right. Maybe you need MRV to help you on this. <laughs> oh, he appeals for those death sentences. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. But I the thing is, you see, the thing is, it's so called like okay. For example, ah, uh, okay, this is my assessment of the situation before I I even like you know. There is one who, okay, let's put it in a drug trafficker situation. Ah, uh, 
There's one who traffics the drugs and there's one who consumes the drugs. Okay, the trafficker gets a worse punishment than, than, than the one who consumes. Fine. But then there's also this uh, manslaughter in which you go to a prison, you kill someone, and you mm-hmm. go to prison for a certain period of time. And you get released after that. And you get released. Yes. So it's been what, 26 years now, Kanan? Yep, that's right. So that's why I say it's like more like a death sentence with no possibility of parole. <laughs> <laughs> You've appealed this. I have appealed this during the early years. Uh, and it's rejected? It was It was very... Uh, I mean, the early years means after the ban was about... About at least twice, I think mm. twice or, or three times. I, I won't know. I think twice minimum. La. And that was during the early years. That's why it was way before even 10 years. Not even 10 years, the mm. ban. So, I guess the time when I appealed... I was rejected. And with this recent fiasco, well, you the Indian Association... You've got to describe the fiasco because I think the listeners, not every one of them know. Maybe you can give a backstory of what happened recently. The fiasco, let me just say it, right? About him playing... In IA. Yeah. And then someone complained. And some, I don't know, some somebody or whoever complains to FAS and they issued you a warning. Is that right? They sent me a letter and... Letter. Yeah, and a mail... And I think the CCA Indian Association. Okay, so and I believe the Indian Association have also replied to them and asking questions from the FAS. Has they gotten any reply back? No, actually, when the when the FAS uh, CC and brought it up to the IA management, the manager sent me an official uh, mail to say that I am not allowed to continue playing because. The FAS has sent a letter. So when I spoke to the president of I, I told him, I have been playing in I for 20 years. I joined the club 1998. Nothing of that sort happened. There were, there were people in I who was also in the board of FAS. I, I don't, I mean the names won't come up now, but they all knew all the while that I was. Playing in IA, I represented I. I did coach I to go Malaysia, India, Mauritius. Yeah, as you mentioned, you played overseas also. Yeah. Yeah. So when I told the president that they have, he should not abide by this FAS ruling because purely we are not affiliated. And if I can play from 1998 up to now, what is the difference? Why now am I not allowed to play? So that's where my convener, Mr. Ranjit Singh, he was, he was a fantastic guy. He is still today a convener. He wrote m- many letters to FES. I think uh, about two, asking for the reply, why is Kanan not allowed to play in IA? I think it went from one month to three months. And then the fourth month, I think, or after three months, then the president himself wrote the letter to FAS to demand explanation. So, they gave them seven days to reply. In the end, after all the months, I think, four months, seven months, they still haven't replied. So, up till today, there's no reply from them? There is no reply from them at all. 
Maybe they busy with COVID. Uh. <laughs> I I don't know whether they're busy with COVID or not, but I we did not get a reply lah. So. Uh, so what's the next course of action? You've got your team of lawyers, right? You've got you've yeah, got people. Yeah, I, I I got a very very good lawyer. Yeah, like the Avengers Singapore. team, you know, this lawyer team. I I yeah. I must really thank them so much. Actually, the man I I first have to thank before the lawyers is Mr. Jose Raymond. Yeah, uh, he was a he was a man who told me to fight for your rights. Yeah, I what know. happened between you and Jose, man? Well, he uh, how did how did he even came into the picture? Like he saw probably that article or something like, or, or what happened? What triggered him actually? <laughs> He's curious, easily uh. triggered, huh? <laughs> I I don't know. I think uh, somebody must have sent him a letter from FAS with regards to my ban. Mm. And of course, we we did not meet for very long, thirty years. I think it was during the Jurong time that I I, I knew Jose, and of course we didn't. Had any contacts? I I went to KL and and do my own things. I think Jose is on his own. He found a new friend, I guess. <laughs> so, so this letter prompted him to reach out for me. Uh, mm. Maybe he got a number from I don't know who, uh, from friends or what. And then he called me and and came directly to my place and spoke to me about this case. So I told him the full story. I told mm. him everything what happened. And he was the one who gave me the courage to fight for your rights. That one thing he told me really uh, touched me. Uh, is you can't bring this to your grave. It is not right to bring this mm. ban right up to your grave. And playing social football is nothing wrong. And nobody can stop you from playing social football. So I took it there, and and here we are. Have you this. known any? You know, footballer in Singapore that has a life ban like you, but the ban has been lifted. Uh, no, not. Oh yes, uh, there's one player I know. Of course, it's Abbasad. <laughs> his ban is lifted. Actually, at the time, uh, very long time when his ban was lifted. During that time, really, a lot of my friends who are very close to me, even in the football circle, told me I should go for it. He said. If Abbas Sahad can be lifted, why can't you? Why don't you get your lawyers to to appeal? So I was thinking, I was just playing social football. I I I don't need that. I'm not into coaching, managing anybody, and I don't want to go to any FES competition. So I thought, playing social football, why must I get lawyers and bring up all the things and all the old stories? So I left it as that lah. But I knew that time when Abbas was lifted, all my friends say it is very very unfair. You should go and appeal your case. But I did not do it. You know what's the thing about this, no, Kanan? You are the only one, you are you're the only person that I know who came forward with this, because obviously there are other players who got banned and they served their time at least about twenty years or twenty five years that kind yeah. of stuff, eh? And you could set the precedent. For 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 this bunch of players, to actually, I mean, they are they are obviously around your age right now, about sixty, fifty five to sixty, sixty plus. They could finally get this off their chest. I mean, they serve whatever they need to serve, and you know, you can actually um, come out and be a free man and just 
I, I'm not saying that you you are going to contest an election or something like that. Uh. Just play recreational football and have fun and live the rest of your life. Like, you know, I've served my time and here I am. I just want to get out and be free again. And and that's your interest, you see. You are ultimately a footballer. If, let's say, for example, someone like me, I don't give a shit, man. But the thing is, you guys, it matters to you guys. It's like, you know, you've lived that life of being... Uh, a national representative you've served your time and 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 there you are out out there again 26 years later yeah very true uh, playing social football is unlike uh, going for jogging or doing breeze walking in the beach or in the park it's so different now you you as a footballer you won't get motivated after few days i do my own uh, jogging and uh, breeze walking but it's not the same as playing social football you you just forget everything you sweat and you know in that way you you get your stamina and all that so nothing like playing social football as as for the earlier question you say about some of them who were you know they they were they were in their life they were all banned i'm not here to be a hero or what to to save them or what but i, I actually i feel for them some of them they actually want to make a small extra living out of refereeing and all that so even that also they are not able to do because of their ban i feel for them i feel, i really feel for them and some of them most of them lah, who are national players who can who can play till today i am sure they will really love to play continue playing socially i mean lah. they are not into all this tournament the good thing about this is since the day um the report came out on the monitor i think they broke the news i easily read comments that's uh in in other mainstream media outlets and things like that you have a good 90 95% support and i i'm actually happy for you uh, that the public actually thinks that we should have gotten over this yep i i honestly i'm very thankful for their support i'm very grateful but me and uh, jose will just want to you know I want to just move on playing socially lah. I just what's wrong with me at I'm going to be 60 in about in January. <laughs> I just want to play social and you look 40. I, I just want to <laughs> You look yeah. like Romario by the way. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, why 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 can't you allow uh, uh, not only me, all those players who were also banned. Yeah. Why can't you allow them to play socially? I mean, we are talking about yellow ribbon and you're talking mm-hmm. about Sports is uh, healthy, so. Like I see, it is like a death sentence, you know, where you need the presidential pardon, yeah, yeah. which you rarely get <laughs> or never get at all. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think yes, I, I would love to move on. I, I feel yeah. that it's only right they allow me to play socially. Yeah. So, um, looking looking forward now, what have you got to say, and what's your plan now, before we end this uh, session? Well, I I I don't know what is the outcome of the FAS own uh, decision. Uh, like I said, I I really like to thank firstly uh, Jose. You know, he he has been a man behind this whole thing. Want to thank really my family. Oh, they they were very supportive. I I am surprised that they were so supportive instead of telling me why you bring up all this at mm-hmm. this time. I guess and they want then, a closure also. Uh, and then I really like to thank my lawyer, uh, Eugene 
Dure Singham and Skambli. I like to thank them. I'm grateful to all of them. And to the public, when I read the Facebook, it's... Oh, you've been reading those comments, huh? Yeah, I, I, I feel so happy. I, I feel that, you know, at least I have the support. Lah. I mean, I made a mistake. I just want to move on with life. Lah. I just want to play socially, get healthy, get fit. I don't think it's wrong to ask for that. Lah. Fantastic, man. We hope that you get whatever that it's due and whatever that's justified. Thank you, sir. Any any last words for FAS? <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, no, just allow me to play football socially. You know, I, I, I am not going to coach or manage your, any of your tournament or be a, anything uh, got to do with FAS. So socially, I, I think they have no right, uh, no right at all to stop me from playing since I is not affiliated at all. FAS, if you are listening this, uh, let Kanan play, God damn it! So, uh, go on. <laughs> Thanks, Kanan. Appreciate you being here, man. Cheers. Cheers, man. <laughs>